Welcome to Relationships Unhinged Podcast, where we explore dysfunctional partnerships that became deadly. These stories give a whole new meaning to the term, till death do us part. Welcome to another exciting episode of Relationships Unhinged Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Is this 11? This is the number 11. Wow. We're in the double digits. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, because you just said, welcome back to another exciting episode. So exciting. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know. I, you know, I've been listening to us. Like, I've been trying to, like, do, like, self-critique and stuff. I definitely know I say, like, too much. You do say, like, a lot. Everyone right now is, Everyone right now is laughing because they're like, she does say, like, a lot. I do. I it's do, okay, it's like a flaw. It's a flaw. I have to try like not to, but I just did it like four times. <laughs> you just did it right now. You said, "I like." I know, I know, but you know, you make me laugh. Why? I, I don't know. I think you're funny. Okay, I good. think you're funny anyway. But like, I'm on listening to the episodes, and I realize you're pretty funny. So you know how I'm obsessed with 90 Day Fiance. So on 90 Day Fiance, it's always like there's like a random person either from like from from somewhere in the United States. That falls in love with somebody from overseas, like online, like whether it's a mail order bride or Instagram or whatever. These people are like from all over the country, right? Well, the people are from all over the country that fall in love with people from all over the world. Ah. So randomly, Ethiopia this season, um, Russia, South America, anywhere. And then they, you know, they get together. When they come to the United States, they have 90 days to get married. So sometimes they haven't really spent much time together. Sometimes they just like flew over to Russia for like five minutes and then came back and then flew them into their house and they have to get to know each other enough to get married in 90 days. Uh, okay. Right. So although I think there's plenty of successful marriages that people knew each other less than three months, it's, it's, I think it's stressful. So my story is kind of like, um, like an homage to that. Okay. I think they must have been like a 90 day fiance situation. If I profiled, which I'm not trying to. Right, right. Never want to do that. No. So the husband was named Curtis Allen Holiday, and the wife's name was Chi Len Lee. Chi Len Lee? Yeah. Okay. He's 58. She's 29. She's from Vietnam. Now, she's 29, but I look at pictures of this girl, and I'm not joking when I tell you, if she looks 15, that's generous. Well, listen, she could be. She very well could be. She looks so young. Now, I know that, that Asian women, you know, Vietnamese, specifically Filipinos, they age really well. They, you know, I have friends that are Filipino that I work with. They're like in their 60s. They look like they're in their 40s. They look great. They age well. But this girl looks <sighs> like a teenager. Wish we all be lucky. I know. This girl literally looks like a teenager. And let me guess, the old, he's like an old guy, right? He, he doesn't look 58. He looks 68. And he's creepalicious. Okay. <laughs> not I like there this is not like some physical attraction she had to him. Right. So I feel like like in this show, a lot of times people people just have like this predeception of like what goes on in, in America and they think that anybody that owns a business or owns a house like is rich. 
then they come here and they realize we all struggle like paycheck to paycheck and they are like yeah well where's my chanel bags and where's my you know where's my louis vuitton and like you know it just it doesn't really exist <laughs> you need to meet someone in la that's a movie star otherwise you ain't getting that so <clears throat> i have a feeling that this kind of situation was like that this girl's it's extremely adorable this guy owns a home goods store so he he brings her here they get married. They have a three-year-old now. So they've been married for like at least... Is she working with him at, like, at, his, at his store? Yeah, so she works at his store all the time. And they bring the kid to the store too. So the kid like goes to work with them. And um, so they, they both had a Facebook page. His Facebook page like is 99% about his store. And her Facebook page is like some family stuff and then some posts about his store. So it's like a home goods store. And... Um, so they'll like put like ceiling fans or toilets or whatever like on pictures like oh this on clearance today or oh look what just came in. So um, you know they seem they seem happy. They both have pictures of like their life and stuff. However, it turns out they were kind of volatile. Um, he he apparently like was really violent with her. So is this one of those guys where like because I'm picturing he should be at the VFW or the no. This guy's not even like that. I picture this guy like, you know, I look at this guy and I think about when, so, you know, I'm better off dead when she goes, oh, he puts his testicles all over me. And then he goes, tentacles. 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 <laughs> and yeah, that's what I picture. Like, he looks like a creeper. He just, and then like in the pictures that she's with, you know, she's just like smiling, trying to look cute, and he's always kind of groping her. Like he's always handsy with her, and, and I know it's his wife, but you know, to me, it's just like really abnormal. But is it like one of those? You look at the picture, and it just looks off right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you don't picture these people together, but you know, I guess everyone has their own motive. Maybe she had like a really unfortunate life. I, I don't know. And then well, you said she's from where? Vietnam. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm picturing. Uh, like dirt roads. No yeah, remember that movie Volunteers? I think they were in Vietnam in that. Okay, so, yeah, so there's no no infrastructure for the most part, no clean water. Like there's yeah, that's what depending I'm on where she's from. Like there's like right. rice for dinner. Right. Yeah, I'm so that too. if if you see this creepy old guy, and you and think, you're like, well, oh, yeah. he could support me. I'll get over there. I'll get my green card, and then. You know, maybe I'll leave. After a certain amount of time, they can they can get a divorce and still stay here. But, you know, when I've learned this on 90 Day Fiance. When you commit to bringing one of these people over here, you commit to financially supporting them for 10 years. What? So, like, if they go to the hospital or if they don't have a job or, like, they cannot go on assistance, like, you're responsible for them. Even if years. you're divorced? Yep. Wait a minute. Yep. So you go to some other country, you bring a person over, you marry them. Yeah. It don't work out. You're financially responsible. Like you've signed a contract with the government saying you vouch for this person. You oh, because, love this you're, person. because you're signing. You're in. marrying this yeah. person. So you're so they're getting citizenship citizenship because of you. So they're basically saying to you, like, you need to know you're not being scammed because you are financially going to be responsible for this person. And wow. so I know. I mean, that's good, though, because it. You know, it puts you on as more on a person that's truly, up. and people can't just come over and get divorced and then just go on all kinds of entitlements. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they were they they were not having a good marriage. Although she portrayed like they were having a good marriage on on her fake book. Ah, uh, fake book, yes, yes. Yeah. 
Yes. So everything's always perfect on fake book. Right, right, right. So this this incident actually happened this year. So there's once again there's no trial. There's nothing. I because I love new stories. I like to see <laughs> of what course. happened. I'm still waiting for the one from like 1930 or 1940. No, but you know it's interesting because you know they own this home home goods store or whatever, and um, so the last time that she was seen or heard from by her family was April 3rd of this year. Okay. So she was reported missing. Now was she like, you know text messages from her family back in Vietnam or that's what she used to do yeah yeah she used to like get in contact with her and she was kind of active on her Facebook and she apparently was involved in a group of um, like Vietnam Vietnamese transplants okay who were you know I guess were like trying to network and socialize and stuff so at some point she posted in that group that like you know she needed help and like like alluded to the fact that like she was like having an abusive situation and was kind of scared and they would like go to her Facebook page and see all these like happy smiley pictures of her and her kid and her husband and they were like what is she talking about like she looks perfectly fine right but so nobody tried to help her so her family and friends say they haven't heard from her since well he was probably controlling what she was putting on there I mean, 100%, especially yeah. since, like, half of her posts are, like, toilets and ceiling fans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, April 3rd is when they say they haven't heard from her since. They, they, her family contacts the police. You know, we haven't heard from her in a couple of weeks. So. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I'm just going to spitball this here. All right, do it. In his home goods store, did he have totes? <laughs> no, I don't think he sold totes. He sold... He sold like you know lighting and and fixtures. All right. Well, then this gives me hope. Then. Oh well, he did have something, but I'll get to that. So, um, so since nobody heard from her since April third, but if you look at her Facebook, there's actually posts up until the fifteenth of April, and all these posts say stuff kind of about COVID, like about lockdown and how it sucks. She says like that they're stressed out, and that they're actually super busy at the store because with people not being able to work, they're trying to fix their house, so they're ordering stuff. So, you know, she posts that they're really busy and like, if you guys want to order anything, we've got ceiling fans on sale, like this kind of stuff, right? So, the weird thing is, is like me, you know how I overanalyze everything. I go scroll way back in her Facebook, so I'm trying to look for any kind of clue about anything. But it seems like before those posts, like right around Easter, she always put like just one word with her post. Like she put like her and her daughter and put like mother and daughter. She put like her daughter and be like hashtag Easter. You know, in the in like one post, she like posts about they went to Cheddar's and you could just tell like that her, you know, her grammar is not, ex- it, it's a second language. Right. It's not, it's not terribly flawed, but it's right. like a second language. Right. It's like skips an and and like, you know, doesn't have like the proper tense or whatever, but like nothing major. But... Right on the 15th, she posted, like, this long post that was, like, really wordy and seemed, like, really articulate. Like, I mean, I'm not saying she wasn't articulate because I don't know this girl. But I, in my mind, I'm thinking maybe he well, you're wrote basing, this for her. You're basing it against what she's already posted. Right. I'm kind of comparing. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, posts that she had that are long, she wrote in Vietnamese. So, because she had Vietnamese friends, too. So, she has some posts that are long, like, about her phone and stuff like that, but they're in Vietnamese. And then... So I, it makes me wonder, like how, like how much English was she comfortable with? I'm sure, I'm sure a decent amount. So just like episode ten, that's why it's important to lock down your Facebook. Right, 
Right. So was he trying to like throw people off like about her being missing? Mm, sounds like it. By like posting stuff. And on Easter, because she always she posts a picture of herself and the and the daughter. Always. But on Easter, it's just pictures of the daughter in her Easter dress, which that's fine. Sometimes people do that. But it just seems like every time she posts pictures of the daughter, she's always like with her. Then she posts this, these Easter pictures and it's just the it's just a little girl. And she writes like this really lengthy paragraph about how like oh, we went to a friend's house for Easter. We had an Easter egg hunt. It was really fun, like exclamation point. It, it just seemed like I'm not 100% convinced it was definitely her, especially since nobody claims to have heard from her April 3rd. So to me, I think like it could have been him trying to throw off the scent. So anyway, they, they notify the police that she's missing. Who does? Her, her family and friends. You know? Okay. He, he hasn't though. No. Right, okay. No. And you know, they're, you know, they're, so this is kind of ironic because she goes missing like right around Easter, right? But I tell you that they have this history of like violent behavior and stuff. So he assaulted her on Thanksgiving, right? But she posts pictures on Thanksgiving like they're perfectly happy. But she called the police on Thanksgiving because he beat her up. And this was like reported? Yeah. Okay. Then on Christmas, he beat her up again. But she has pictures on Facebook like they're, Perfectly happy on Easter. And this guy doesn't like the holidays. Right. So then right around Easter, she goes missing. Hmm. Right? I know. I mean, maybe she went missing on Easter. Right. Who knows? So um, the police start to, you know, they start to like look around, question him and stuff. And they go to his place of work. And guess what they find? Uh, Well, her, obviously. (laughs) Her body. Right. In an ice freezer. Wait. Like one of those things that the public can go buy ice out of. The outdoor ones? Mm-hmm. With the two doors on it? Yep. No way. Way. She was in there. Yep. Was it locked up? Yeah. And it was like turned facing his store. So like they had to like, so obviously like the public didn't think they could really get ice out of it. If they did, they would have had to like crush their bodies to get to it. So it was turned facing his store. Holy Christ. I know. So I guess like that makes it hard to determine exactly when she died. Yeah, like, so my point is she could have died a year ago. I mean, she didn't die a year ago, but she could have died on the 3rd. She could have died on the 15th. But this is important to know. Was there ice in it at the time? Was it plugged in? Was there ice in it? It was plugged in. I'm not sure if there were bags of ice in it, but okay. it, it was plugged in. So mm. it was May 5th that, right right around May 5th that they found her. He, they arrested him on May 5th, so I'm not sure if they found her that so day, the day before. So you think about a month in there? Yeah. I'm not, it's not what I'm thinking. It's what they're thinking. Yeah, it's just what I'm reporting. It's just what I'm gossiping about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So they arrest him, and they they arrest him like for um, like continued violence. Well, they have a cadaver member. dog or something. Like, how did they know to check in there? They just searched his business because they were looking for her and they couldn't find her. So they searched his business. So did they go to him and be like, "Hey, your wife's missing. Where's your wife?" Yeah, but it doesn't say like it doesn't say. I can't find any place where it says that like that he was under suspicion like. It actually, it actually didn't, the story didn't come out until like a while later. So the, the story that she was missing wasn't even out. It wasn't even like a thing. Hmm. They like, so only after he was arrested were, were their stories written. Like, you know, wife missing since April 3rd, body found in freezer. Well, because you think about it, just probably missing people every single day, like every minute. Right. So try to follow up on every one of those. Good luck. Right. I mean, the aliens take yeah. people, God knows. <laughs> and that's a different podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. So she's in this ice ice chest. 
for an undetermined amount of time, probably uh, a month. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, give or take, right? Mm-hmm. So they they arrest this guy, mm-hmm. the old guy. Mm-hmm. What's what's his claim to fame? I mean, I, I don't know if he confessed, but he's being held without bond right now, right. and he's charged. So he's definitely. I mean, as of now, he's just in jail, waiting trial. Huh. Of all places to put her, on his property. In an icebox next to the fucking building. Like what? I know. And you know they're from Houston. So like Texas is a pretty expanse state. He could like go to the desert. He could like go to the water. He could like probably go someplace. Yeah. But instead he puts her right in his own work at his own freezer. And like as soon as like that's probably the second place they searched next to his house. They were probably like, can we look at your house? And he was probably like, yeah, sure. And then they probably went to his business and were like, oh. They were looking on your business. Founder. (laughs) Jesus. Right? Yeah. It's kind of tragic. Yeah, you just push right inside of the building. I mean, I feel like these stories don't really ever end well. You know, in my obsession with this show, well, there's very few success stories. Well, yeah, because they all die. Yeah. Right? And the thing is... <laughs> is it ever going to end well here? No, they don't. The people on 90 Day Fiance don't die. Oh, I'm talking about... I'm talking about a 90 oh, Day yeah. But I'm talking about those relationships tend to not end well. Right. But, like, imagine you're an American and you have faith in this person that you fall in love with. So you fall in love with someone that's too young for you, too beautiful for you. You know, not even, what do you, what do you have to offer at all except for creepiness? <laughs> and then they come here and then you try to control them. You you use physical violence with them to try and control them. Like, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to want to leave you. And then obviously... You know, you you got that. Now you got that burden that you're going to be financially responsible for them. They may take your child. You know, I could see him getting desperate enough to kill her. Like he's probably not going to meet someone else unless he goes on to Vietnam brides again or whatever he did to find her. <laughs> he and then he's got this history. What's he going to say? Like my 29 year old bride went missing yeah. and died. I don't know. It's just like it's just a not a win situation for anybody. Just. Old guy throws this poor woman into a ice chest. So this, her dream is to come to America and live a better life. And I guess it's just going to be put on ice for now. Yeah. And you know how I always say, like, for every good, there's a bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> you and your puns. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you're sick. <laughs> Classic. So, yeah, the, but the thing is, like, these people, everyone has a motive. So he has a motive that he wants this younger, more beautiful bride that he could use as probably a sex slave. And then she wants, like, a new, better life and to be financially stable. And, like, with every good, there's a bad. So he can't keep her down and she can't get away, you know? And then he ends up killing her. Yeah, poor girl. I know. So, but what happened with the daughter? So obviously she's with some family members somewhere. Back in Vietnam or here in the U.S.? No word. No idea. Hmm. Well, that was depressing. The daughter looked exactly like the mother, too. She was so cute. She is so cute. But yeah, it's a shame. Well, thanks for bringing a us a depressing story. You think it was depressing? Yeah, I think it was depressing. Poor girl comes here to try to get a better life. Gets killed. Right. First of all, she was some old creepy guy. Listen, when we start this podcast with Welcome to Relationships Unhinged... Oh, that's right. Prepare yourself that someone's going to die. Well, I'm not. Prepare that yourself that there's a, I know some sort of gonna fucked die. up situation. I know someone's going to die. That we already discussed. We, I know going in, by the way, that someone's going to die. I know die the perfect the measure would be the creepalicious guy dies. 
but it's the poor girl. That's that's my point. It's always the, the poor, nice people that get killed. The crazy part is, is all her family's in Vietnam. So they have no way they can't search for, they can't look for, they, they don't know, like, is she missing? Is she not missing? Did right. her phone break? You, it's got to be really scary to be one of those families over there. Yeah. To say, like, I don't even know if she's missing. Like, maybe her phone broke. Maybe they went on vacation. Like, what happened? But That's she, terrible. And, and she's dead. Like, how just, long do you wait like that. before just you like call that. the police? Like, how, you know, and then when you do, you just got to sit there and wait. You have no control over what's going on. Yeah, it's a shame. Poor girl. Yeah. Well, that was 11. That was fun. <laughs> Episode 11 in the books. Yep. Well, we'll see you for the next one. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Take care.